0: Or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially. We appreciate it and we thank you in advance. Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you're back for another episode. I never take it for granted that you give your time to this podcast, and I pray and hope that you will get value. Today, I know you will. I have a very special guest who is joining me all the way from Australia, and she's freezing because it's cold over there, even though it's hot (laughs) here in Texas. So if you're watching this in the school, that's why she's got that big puffy coat on. (laughs) Mim Parisi is an amazing overcomer, conqueror, and she helps women who have suffered trauma and abuse or who are successful but have an ambition to take life to the next level to feel powerful and confident like they can conquer the world. And she Mm -hmm. does this through training of the mind and the body through the art of boxing. She has been in the industry for 12 years, and one thing that stands out to her when it comes to training and mindset is that women often, in particular, do not put themselves as a priority. She is a single mother of three who uses no excuses as a boundary to gain success. Mim is passionate and grateful to the life lessons that boxing training has taught her over the years, and I am so excited for you to be here, Mim. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me
1: on. I'm excited too, freezing am... but excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am so looking forward for my listeners to hear your journey because it's so powerful. So, for my listeners who are not familiar with you, just tell me a little bit about who you are and how you got into boxing in the first place.
1: Okay, so a really quick rundown. Obviously, we're going to discover this a little bit more through our um, session today. But I had a quite traumatic life. Um, Lots of different things. I'm sure we're going to investigate that, as I said, as we go on. So quite traumatic life. I was married uh, later on, like in my early 20s, had the two kids, felt like I should have been happy. That word there, should. Um, but something didn't feel right. Um, I'm not being true to myself, whatever it was. Um, it led me to boxing. So I started boxing because of my brother. My, co- my coach quickly said to me, you know what, Mem? you're really good at this. I had someone that believed in me that told me. And vocalised that I was good at something, and that just ignited a flame. Um, and I started fighting competitively, sparring all around. You know, you know, whoever came across, I was willing to give it a go. And then I realised that boxing actually was teaching me a lot of life lessons. So initially, I guess it was a bit of anger and frustration because of the trauma I had experienced. So that's what led me to boxing rather than running or any of these other classes that you know are in the mainstream gyms. There was something that connection that led me to boxing. Uh, but then after a while, I really started thinking, hang on, all these angles and perspectives that I'm talking about in boxing and my fight training, if I apply this to my life, I'm really going to get over, well, not get over, but utilize that trauma and really make it fuel for my success um, and where I want it to go.
0: Yeah, I love that. Using the trauma and the pain as fuel is such a powerful reframe that we don't often tap into. Um, And it's so interesting that you said someone believed in you and therefore gave you the permission or the perspective to believe in yourself. Yeah. Was it um, when you were like a teenager, a young adult, you said you were married. I don't know how young you were. Like, when was it that you sort of tapped into that?
1: It wasn't until later in life. So, um, Put in perspective, I was one of the trauma I went through in my life. Um, I was sexually abused from age seven to 11. Um, I held that in. I didn't say anything to anyone until that man actually passed away. And that wasn't until I was in my late 20s, Mm -hmm. 28, 29, 30 even. So I didn't say anything. Um, I'd already started boxing for a couple of years at that point. Um, But once he passed away, then I was able to, you know, um, gain my power back almost and say, this is what happened to me. And I had to bring it out to to the light. Um, And yeah, definitely that one person said, you know, you're good at this. It just sort of went, okay, I can do this. Someone believing in you, you know what I mean? Sometimes that's all it takes.
0: Yeah. Well, sexual abuse is, is a very powerful trauma. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and The fact that you were able to verbalize it at all, some people take that to the grave. Um, And so it's, it's takes a lot of courage to even express that. And I know, you know, I've worked with a lot of sexual abuse, uh, you know, survivors, I'm going to call them. They're not, they, you could call them victims, but the people that I work with are conquerors and survivors like yourself. Um, And I know that there's a lot of rage, you know, when you feel powerless and when your power has been taken from you without your permission, was that anger that you were talking about, was it rage or was it just sort of all that pent up, unresolved, I can't get this out, you know, you know, I can't talk about it type of, type of feeling?
1: It wasn't a rage as such, like, infuriating because I was young, you know, I really didn't know any better. I knew there was something off, but, you know, I didn't know any better. But as an adult, keeping it in, I was doing it to protect my family. Um, Because my my father had recently come out of prison, I've got two brothers as well, and I actually didn't want them to hurt this man that did that to me, because then it would land them in trouble. Uh, And my dad being out on parole, I'm like, this kid's just gonna end in a recipe for disaster. So I, I sort of shut my mouth for a period of time. But then when he died, I had no option, because it was either say something now, or watch my brothers and my father carry his coffin, out of the cemetery, and I couldn't stomach that. I'm like, I cannot see my family, my blood, honor this man in that way, um, when in, in that manner. So I had to say something.
0: Yeah, did they believe you when you told them? Absolutely. Well, that, I mean, that's good. I mean, a lot of people are not believed, and so at least you had that, that support. And then the boxing sort of gave you that physical outlet to get a lot of that energy out of your body, which is really powerful, I think, because trauma gets held in the body a lot of times. And Correct. so I'm not surprised that boxing was a great fit for you. <laughs> Forget the fact you also like, have talent.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, um, it, it, there is something with boxing. When people come to me and find a connection with me, there's something that draws them to boxing. Because I say to them, you know, you're not out there going for a run. You're not out there doing a step class or um, a, a pump class or many of these other classes. You've sought out boxing. Yeah. So there already is something inside you that's burning, that's anger maybe or frustration or something. That, that wants, wants to you, hit. <laughs> that hit, Exactly. That wants to hit something.
0: Mm. So
1: what is it? And that's where the, the mindset comes into. It. I tap into it. What is it that drew you to boxing and drew you to me in the first place?
0: So how do you do that with, with the people that you work with? How do you get them to recognize that it's not just the physical boxing training, but it's the mindset that it needs to be a foundational aspect as well.
1: Uh, so I've been doing this for 12 years, as a, as you said, um, in my intro um, and owned big gyms for 12 years. Um, But time and time again, I would see people come and they'll sign up on a gym membership, do my boxing classes, but nah, you know, their heart wasn't really in it or, you know, they'd come and they'd go and they'd come and they'd go. I sold the gym recently, um, early 2020 this year, and I decided to shift to a much smaller venue where I am now. But what I've done is created a mindset course, which I've been working on for a long time. It's a 14-day mindset course, fighter's mindset, and I make that a prerequisite now that means that instead of you being allowed to come and train with me and box because you think you know what you want or you think you want to lose weight or you think you want to get fitter no leave that to me now if you actually want to commit i want you to do the 14 day mindset course once you've done that you are invited to train with me so i've kind of flipped it around it's not the training first because the training is really not going to get you anywhere unless your head's in the right space um so my whole community now is much smaller but everyone is going through that mindset. We are on the same journey. Even if we're not there yet, we're on that same journey. And then we train together.
0: Yeah, that's so powerful. And do you disclose to the people that you work with about your trauma and your background? Yes. Interesting.
1: So all everyone that does that 14-day course, um, I do live Zoom sessions every day for an hour for 14 days. And we share stories. It's like a live coaching and group coaching. So I might have, you know, eight women on screen and myself and we go through the process together. Um, I share and I'm very transparent with my story because I expect the same from them. And we create a bond um, and trust. And then with that trust, then we build on it for the, the, the fitness and everything else.
0: That is so powerful because you're right, it does take that mindset work first, but when you have someone and listeners, you know I always say this, you cannot teach what you don't know and you cannot know it unless you've lived it and experienced it to own that. And clearly when you, you own that experience and what I love is that it gives permission for those women that you work with to also release their trauma and to turn it into fuel for yeah. the good for their lives, just like you've done. And you're a leader, you know, you can lead them down that path and show them how you've done it. And then, you know, train their bodies. Yes. But also to release that, that is so powerful because it's life transforming.
1: Yeah. And I'm getting great results from it. Like the feedback I'm getting from these girls is exactly that. Um, Cause they're in a secure, you know, everyone has been through something, some sort of trauma. Um, gone are the days where we say that word trauma for people that have been to war or police officers that have seen people dying. We now understand that trauma can be any amount of stress that you put on your body or your mind that you can't handle. Um, so for some people, trauma might be one thing, but some people like myself, I've had a lot of trauma, but I was given that because I can handle it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And I love the reframe because I do that as well, is that you know sometimes the horrible things that happen to us reveals to us our strength and the depth of power that we really do have. And yes, going through it, it sucks and it hurts and it's, it's, you know, awful. But when you can do that mindset work and reframe it to use it as fuel and to turn it into gratitude like you've done, that is profound and that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: what I was going to say. It really um, takes your power back. And I often mm-hmm. say to them, you know, whatever has happened in your life, you are going to allow that power to continue to own you or you can take that power and you own it now. And exactly. you can do whatever you want with that. Um and acknowledgement is one of the first things. So having that community group around the people that are doing the course, small community, that it gives them permission to acknowledge it and own it. Okay, this is what happened to me. Let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, I love that. So talk to me though about your journey. So as you took your power back and as you became empowered and strong, you're becoming a different person. You're not that person that went through that trauma. How did the people around you, your family, your husband, your kids, your, your dad, your brother, how did they respond to this new meme that was emerging?
1: That was really, um, it's a really good question, actually. I've not been asked that one before. Um, because with this change came a lot of change. Um, my husband and I get along, my ex-husband and I get along really great, great guy. Absolutely nothing, you know, we broke up, we're divorced. Um, but we broke up because I was together with him from age 14 to 30. Okay, so 16 years we were together. Um, and then at 30, I decided to end the the marriage and he said to me, but you've changed. And like, it was a dirty word. And I remember him saying that because his just expression was, Oh, you've just changed. He was really heartbroken. I'm like, I have changed. And that's what boxing did to me. It gave me the empowerment and the freedom and just, it gave me everything to change. And unfortunately the change meant that me and my husband grew apart. But it also allowed me to embrace everything I am and every, every per, like everything I am. Um, so now I'm a better mother to my children, I'm a better friend, I'm a better boss, I'm a better whatever it is. Because when I put myself first, yeah. right, and I always talk about a pyramid, if I put myself first in that top little part of the, the, the pyramid, then everyone else underneath me is going to get the best version of me. So I have more skills, more time, more patience, more everything to give if I am true to myself and I put myself first.
0: Absolutely. And you're also walking in truth. You're no longer hiding a secret. You're no longer, you know, pretending to be someone else. You are your powerful, strong self and you're in truth, which automatically models for everybody around you and gives permission for them to walk in truth as well. And, you know, it is hard when you do change and you change in different directions. So, um, it's, and you said you're friends now. You, you you co-parent and and you're you get along well.
1: Yeah, we always have.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, really,
1: really. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Um, because we understand that you know after that amount of time I and mean, when we did get together, I was a young teenager, fourteen.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: people do change, and and that's life, and that's okay. Um, and this is what I tell a lot of people as well. It's okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay. Own it, acknowledge it, and then do something with it rather than just sitting there in that emotion.
0: Exactly. And you get to choose what to do with it. And you can either choose to do something constructive, or you can choose to do something destructive. And I love the fact that you have this Yeah, safety. it in the
1: bag is constructive.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not going to, you know, get arrested for killing it or <laughs> you destroy it. It's okay. There's another one waiting yeah. on the corner.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: So what are like important principles that you've learned from your journey with boxing and mindset and all of the change? What are some principles that you highlight for your clients and that you really live yourself that, are, that you've learned?
1: So what I say to my clients and what I live by are my core values. I've got five core values. Can I see them from here? One minute, give me one second. I bet you that's a first, someone running off screen. They're here and they're always written down and they're always in my gym. Loyalty, respect, fearlessness, passion, and honesty. They're mine. Yeah. I tell my people, write them down somewhere that you see every day like me. Yeah. And then when you're always true to your core values, you're going to feel that sense of pride and success in yourself every day. Okay. I want, when I, I'm not no longer here. I want to be remembered for my loyalty. I want to be respected and I'm going to give respect. I want to be remembered for my fearlessness. The things I don't want to be remembered for is the house, the car, or whatever it is like that. No one's going to remember me for that. So being true to my core values and standing true to my boundaries is exactly what boxing taught me.
0: Yeah. So what are the other ones? You said loyalty and...
1: I've got loyalty, respect, fearlessness, passion, and honesty.
0: Oh, I love that. And those are all things that you actually pass on and can leave on the earth for people to mm-hmm. remember you and to live on after you're gone. Like you said, you can't take the stuff with you, but no. your loyalty, your respect, your fearlessness lives on after you're gone. I absolutely love that. I love that.
1: And like you said, it, it does live on because a lot of my core values have been come from my parents and my, my dad, like he passed away a year ago Um, And they're the things very similar. Like when I look at my core values, I think about him. I'm like, he never wrote them down like me, but I'm sure some of those are in his mindset as well, you know, in his head.
0: Yeah. And, and you're living them also. So he's living through you and just like your children will live you know that you will live through your children and even even your husband your ex-husband because you guys were together for so long <laughs> there's, yes. there's parts of you that your history is connected and your journeys are connected and you're, you're you have kids together you're always gonna you know be a part of each other and part of you will always live on in those lives that you impacted including your clients because you yes. it sounds like show up just so genuine in truth and just really give your all so they're actually absorbing a lot of your strength and empowerment making it their own. So you live on through them as well, which is so incredible. I absolutely love that.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, actually. (laughs) I love being a part of their lives. You know what I mean? Um, And I said to them, one lady that interviewed me on a podcast recently, she said, what do you hope for the women that do this course with you? What do you hope for them? And I paused and I said, I don't want to sound arrogant, but what I want for them is to be more like me. Mm. I want them to feel free. I want them to feel empowered and I want them to feel like they can just conquer their life and just be the master of their life. That's what I want for them. It um, doesn't matter what they've been through. You know what I mean?
0: I love That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So my, my last question for you before we get into how people can connect with you is what about yourself? What do you want next for yourself? What's the next level, the next dimension?
1: Look, for me, it, I'm really happy where I am right now. Like, to be honest, I've, like I said, I've, I've had the big gyms. I've had hundreds of members. I've had that. I got rid of it um, early this year. As I said, I got rid of it. I wanted to downsize. I'm a real, I'm believing that the smaller community means I can give more. Mm. Um, I can give more. I can reach more. I can be more genuine. I can be more. I want to know everyone that joins me now. Like, as I said, if they come through that twelve. Um, that course, that short course fight for life, then I'm going to know them. I'm going to know their story, their back history. They're going to know me. So when they come and train with me, I'm exactly where I need to be. I don't need to be anywhere else.
0: I love that. I you know, I feel empowered just talking with you. I feel like, yeah, I can fight too. I I got this. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> That's what people end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So if people want to connect with you, if they want to take the course, if they if we're in the United States, so we can't work with you unless we fly to
1: <laughs> to Australia. Well, I've got everything online actually. So oh, all perfect. the courses. Yeah, all the courses are online. All my boxing training is online. Everything is online. Because when you ask me what my next step is, I guess my next step is going from my community here to extending worldwide. Because I know, you know, if I can open that up and use the globe, I can target more women. But I know as well, I'm not for everybody. Mm. You know, I'm a little bit rough around the edges. You might hear me swearing. Some people might not be able to relate to me. They might not connect with me. But there might be some that do. So by opening up to a global platform, then i am be like, okay, just a little one from everywhere. And I might find that connection. I might be able to help that one person in America or in the UK or in Italy or wherever it is.
0: Yeah. And I really believe that we have people that are assigned to our lives that we're supposed to um, connect with and empower and give to like give the gifts and talents that are inside of us. And I Mm -hmm. always say this listeners and you know this, that, you have a responsibility to those people to become the best version of yourself so that they can get the gift of who you are because that's why we're here is to give that out to people. So I love that you are yeah. accessible globally now because there are so many women that can benefit and that can really, like I said, we're just on Zoom here and I feel really pumped and empowered. Like I wanna go hit something now and just, yeah, I got it. You know, I really feel <laughs> that, that energy. And so I love Good. that. I love it. Where can people find you? How can they sign up for the course? How can they um, follow you if they want to just get more of you? Where can they find you? Yeah, sure.
1: Um, So with the course, I don't do them all the time. Our next one is about to start at the end of September. Okay. So if anyone wants to be um, in that course, um, as I said, it's online. So it can be anywhere, wherever in the world you are. And I would love to see, you know, lots of different people there from different walks of life. But you can head to my website, www.mimparisi.com put your details in there to be on the waiting list to join that course in September. Otherwise people can follow me on Instagram, the fighter's journey. Um, Alternatively, Facebook, the fighter's journey or Mim Parisi, just myself. Um, And yeah, just follow what I'm saying daily. I'm doing videos all the time. As I said, they're always very transparent. Um, And yeah. yeah. If that's you, give it a go.
0: I love that. And I'll put all the links in the show notes listeners. So you can click or copy and paste and go and find it really easily. So you don't have to, we <laughs> to hear what she said. And I, you know, I love that name the fighter's journey because it really is a fight, but it's so worth it to get to the other side. And I'm so grateful that you um, kept walking and survived your journey so that you can now give to other people because it's so powerful and so profound. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. I, you know, I think it's, there's so much value. I know that you have to go, so we could have had this a lot longer. <laughs> um, but I know that just what you gave was, was powerful and profound um and i'm just so grateful for it
1: beautiful thank you very much for inviting me as i said uh, unfortunately i do have to cut it a little bit shorter today because i've got a boxing class starting at 9 30 here in australia time Um, but yeah it's been great and as i said thank you for the opportunity for sharing my story that's all i want
0: the people need you so we will let you go and release you but listeners as i (laughs) always say keep walking always keep walking because if you continue to walk You will reach your destiny. You will reach your destination. And on the journey, always, always choose gratitude.